0: Hello everyone, this is Zenzi and Imani and this is our fourth episode of Flawed, Favorite and Fabulous. Woo! Today we're going to be discussing our third chapter which is called Fallacies and Fairy Tales. But first, I want to ask you Imani, how was your week? I had a good week. It was pretty good. How was yours? Mine was, it was a good week. There were some challenges along the way, but well, yeah. We made it through. We Let's made it through. Done. Amen. That's always a good thing to say. Um, so do you have anything
1: to report for us? Um, not really. The only thing I have to report is that, well, actually I do. So last week was my first week doing five days a week on the lake mm. walking and I'm mm-hmm. hitting my 10,000 steps, 10,000 yeah, steps a day. So I've done that five days last week. I'm super proud of myself. But the only thing is me, the food that I ate last week, I didn't really deviate my plan, but it, I ate some things I wasn't supposed to eat, but it's fine. Well, you know, eating the
0: things we're not supposed to eat is all a part of the process. We're learning how to change our relationship with food. And the fact that you committed yourself to over 10,000 steps a day for five days is awesome. That is amazing. And I'm really proud of you for that. And it feels good to be out on that lake five days a week, doesn't it? It does. It's nice out. Yeah. And I mean, the weather's been, been really great. So... Last week, we had an assignment that well we gave an assignment for everyone to reflect on things that people have said that you disagreed with about yourself, identify your truth, put some self-love on it, and then release it. And I hope everybody took that assignment seriously and really committed themselves to recognizing what your truth is loving on yourself because you deserve love and then to let it go so that you're not holding it in, so that you're not holding it against anyone and so that it's not holding you back. Right? Right. So let's get into it. Fallacy is a deception. It's a false notion and misleading belief that is invalid. I like to use the example of Trump and the fact that <laughs> He spearheaded the insurrection on January 6th, and yet people say that he did not. The whole he did not is a fallacy. Definitely. Now, one of the things, to make it more personal, one of the things that has been a fallacy in my life is I today wear a size 6 jean. And you know, size is very depending on the manufacturer, but would it be safe to say, Imani, that if I have at least three pair of size six jeans, I can claim that I wear a size six jean. For sure. Right. But I still believe some days that I'm fat. And that belief is the fallacy because there's no way I can be a size six and still be considered fat. We've got to be able to tap into our truth. And that's what we're going to be talking about today because there's such a thing as body dysmorphia and it makes us believe that our body is something other than what it really is. And one of the things that's been helping me throughout this particular week is I've been saying to myself, I don't have to be perfect to be beautiful.
1: Does that help you in any way? That does help me. And I should start saying that to myself daily too. That That's a... That's a great one. Yeah,
0: yeah, I mean, it it helps me to remember that I don't have to be perfect to still be able to feel and see beauty when I look at myself. Right. Now, in the chapter that we're discussing today, another thing that I talk some bit about is dating and the fact that I really don't date And even as a pastor, I didn't date. And I think I used the fat suit as an excuse not to date because I wasn't one of those people that believed pastors shouldn't date. I just didn't date because I didn't feel secure enough inside of myself. I didn't see the beauty that perhaps other people were able to see in me. In either case, I really didn't date. Until COVID hit and we were locked in the house and i decided to join some dating websites mm-hmm. or you know what do you, what do you call those the dating, dating apps si- yeah dating apps And I I got a lot of, you know, compliments about my physical, you know, my my physicality and my hair. And, you know, people love that I would show my whole body on my pictures and stuff. Because, you know, some people would put up their little fallacy pics up there, be like, yeah, this is what I look like. But just look at my face and look at my body. So they appreciated that. But then when I would get into conversations with people, I mean, nothing ever turned into a date. I think I was on a dating app for over a year and maybe only had one or two, maybe two dates and both of them were duds and I had to realize that no matter what size I am, my spirit is not regular. My mind is not regular and I can't expect the -the run-of-the-mill average kind of guy to be attracted to me and I am okay with that. I'm fine with not dating. I don't feel like I need a man to complete me, which is what a lot of people believe because they have bought into that fallacy that society tells us. Now, I'm not against anybody having relationships, but I'd rather be alone than be in a bad
1: relationship. Exactly. You
0: know? Anything you want to add to that?
1: No, I agree with everything that you're saying. I mean, growing up, you've probably only dated what one maybe one or two people but they still did not live up to who you are your now which was your now then and then your now now like those people they like you said they were all duds from the two guys I met when I was younger and then these dates you went on during COVID they were they no yeah it's not worth it and you don't you don't need to
0: no, I don't I don't need today to be complete, to be whole, to be happy, to be fulfilled. And I'm thankful for that. And I have to thank being a pastor for that too, because it did give me the the discipline to really focus on what mattered in my life in terms of my ministry and building that up and helping, you know, other people to grow and to learn about the Lord and to, you know, come to accept them as you know for themselves and so those that that was my focus and I was fine with that and now that I've moved I've there's been a shift I still am excited about the fact that I have time to you know work on developing myself as a person mind body and soul and you know promoting the book and all of that and I've seen so many times where a relationship will get in the way of somebody's success it'll get in the way of somebody really being able to accomplish their goals because the per- person that they're with may not be able to handle where where they're headed. And so, you know, some of you that are in relationships that are questionable, you might want to ask this question of yourself and your mate, is this the person who can take me where I'm headed or do they need to remain on the level where I'm at? So that's mm. just, you know, that's just something to think about as you move forward in your life. Amen? Amen. I've come to recognize that I've got a different brand of beauty that is individual and unique. And I grew up, you know, chocolate in a time where chocolate wasn't really, you know, fashionable. It is now, but there was a time when it wasn't. And my mom forced me to wear my natural hair and she didn't know how to do hair. So I didn't have a whole lot of cute natural (laughs) styles. I had a lopsided afro that I had to go to junior high school in, you know, and, (laughs) and had to push through that kind of and security, but you know, but the point that I'm making is that we need to embrace our own brand of beauty find the truth of where our beauty lies and showcase that not in arrogance but in confidence and don't wait until you've lost weight or until you get that new job or until you buy your home or get that new car you look in the mirror and see who you are today and fall in love with the you that you see right now if there are things you need to work on there's always things we need to work on that's fine but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't
1: accept who you are and love who you are today that's something that I'm working on as we speak so I'm glad you said that because that's just, that's a reminder that I need to accept myself for who I am right now yes love myself even if I need to write daily affirmation affirmations on the wall the whatever just not the wall but the mirror that I look in every single day just to remind myself of my beauty, of my my worth, my wealth, everything like that. So I, yeah, thank you for sharing that, saying that.
0: Yeah, and let me just say how, how strong the messages are in our culture and our society that you know make us second guess our beauty i raised my child imani i raised her with all black dolls i raised her to you she she wore afro puff in her hair almost every day you know i wore her i mean i had her hair in beautiful natural styles and all of that and my cousin went to france one day and bought this white doll and decided to give this white doll to my child she never had a white doll before. But why did that white doll become her favorite doll? <laughs> I was distraught by that. I did, I was trying to figure out what am I going to do? How am I going to get rid of this doll? Because now she wanting to be light, you know, have light skin with long hair and blue eyes and all of this. She was looking at this doll as the the definition of what beauty was and I'm watching this and all her other beautiful chocolate dolls were being neglected she wasn't (laughs) playing with them no more she didn't care nothing about them anymore it's just this little white doll that she wanted to play with it got to the point where I had to sneak in her room one day and throw that doll away and I had to lie to her and tell her no I don't know where the doll is she asked me mommy have you seen my doll no I'm sorry I haven't seen your doll because I, I, I couldn't have those kind of messages in my house, making my
1: child think she wasn't beautiful. And it's crazy that she brings that story up. <laughs> it's, I would say funny, but it's actually disturbing. Because around that same time, I remember screaming and qu- crying, I wish I was white. Mm. I wanted to be white. And I look back and I'm like, Why, how in the world... Why would I even fix my lips to say that? It breaks my heart to hear that. Because I'm chocolate. I'm probably almost as chocolate as they come, and mm-hmm. I wanna, I want marry chocolate, and I wanna mm-hmm. have a black baby, a dark skin chocolate turned purple dark. I want a dark <laughs> skin baby because kids. Because I want, I love, I love being black. Melanin. I love having the melanated popping skin. I love just everything. The nappy hair. I love that the crazy nose, just the whatever. Like, I really, I appreciate it now. And so... I am so
0: glad she grew <laughs> out of that because I didn't know what I was going to do. But as a mama, I did what I felt I had to do. And you mothers out there, you want to be able to understand, especially when you're raising a child with, the, you know, all of this beautiful melanin in their skin. And you want them to be able to appreciate that. You, you want them to be able to value who they are and where we've come from as a people. It's not just about the color of our skin. It's about our heritage and the strength of the shoulders that we stand on and the, the people that, you know, our history did not begin with slavery. Our history began in the motherland. Our history began in Africa and the fact that we were able to survive the Middle Passage and learn their language and push through despite how we've been treated in this country is a testament in itself as to how strong and powerful and mighty and beautiful and persistent we are as a people. So I want my child and her children to always know and value and be proud of where they have come from. Amen. Amen. All right. So now let's talk about how our size can wreak havoc on our
1: self-esteem. Well, I have one right now. Well, not current, but one of the fallacies that's all over social media is getting surgery. And mm-hmm. when you talk about like like me, I'm not I'm not really big, but because I'm not where I was, I feel like I'm just this this big person that's not beautiful or whatever, then you get on social media and they're telling you to get surgery, get your uh, Brazilian done. butt lift, get your um, tummy tuck, get this, get that. And and I, a few times, fell into it and almost booked. Well, I had a surgery she booked, day book. She booked some surgery. I, I did have a surgery day book, but I was like, no, I don't want to do it. Because there's a lot of risks that come with it, but social media, that is what they rave about. Yeah. I know a few people that have their bodies done. They look great, whatever, but I know that I don't have to feel beautiful just just because I got surgery. You're not going to be perfect when you have the surgery then. You're not going to be perfect now. Me, I might as well do the weight loss naturally, love myself through the process, and I mean, that's where I'm at right now. And so that's just one thing I wanted to share that, you know, social media, I really don't like it anymore because the kids that are on there the teenagers that are on there they feel like they all have to get mm. surgery and that is to feel beautiful and that mm-hmm. is not true even the people with surgery the celebrities or whatever don't even look like themselves so it's just it's it's really sad but we can still be and feel beautiful the way we are as is that's right that's thank you for sharing that cuz the other thing that jumps
0: out at me when, you know, Imani told me that she was booking surgery appointments and whatever, and she's grown. So, I mean, there was only so much I could say about it. She wasn't using my money for the surgery, but I, I posed to her. Do you really want to look like everybody else? Because in the surgeries, you know, if they're done well, because there's plenty of them that's been botched. (laughs) That's a whole nother podcast. But, you know, (laughs) surgeries that are done well, you you pretty much are looking like everybody else that got those surgeries. And I don't believe that's what God intended. He gave me this figure because this is the figure he wanted me to have now he's given me the free will to make it and shape it and mold it and all of that you know through exercise and sculpting but this is the figure I have and I will admit to you that you know my self-esteem has increased quite a bit since I've lost weight but there's still you know trouble areas that I have you know uh, deposits of fat that refuse to go away that you know I'm still struggling with I'm trying to contend with, if you will, where I'm trying to accept that this is who I am and be be good about it. Where I will look at myself in the mirror and I'll look at the my fupa. I'll look at my flappy arms and I'll, you know, I will continue to just say to myself I don't have to be perfect to be beautiful and that this is who I am and this is okay because social media even commercials television movies they will all make you feel like you need to get something done surgically in order to be considered beautiful yeah that is a fallacy and I hope anybody that's listening to this will not buy into that because it will take you down a slippery slope that's gonna take a lot for you to come up out of because let me tell you something, even when you get that surgery, you're still not gonna feel good about yourself. Nope. you still gonna have insecurities about something on your body, which is why the people get addicted to plastic surgery. Yeah, They go back for more and more and mm-hmm. more and, and they're never satisfied. Never satisfied and you know and i'm here to tell you that whatever size you are Love yourself today and don't let anybody tell you that you're not beautiful, that you're not desirable. Don't let anybody tell you that. But if you decide that you want to improve yourself, let that be your decision, not somebody else's decision, not pressure that some man or some woman or some mother or some sister has put on you. You let it be what it is you decide you want to do for you and walk in it unapologetically. I hope somebody's getting this today. I hope this is mm-hmm. helping somebody out today. It's helping me. And <laughs> we're talking about yeah, it live. <laughs> yeah. We Yeah, we are. Now, here's something that, you know, people ask me sometimes. Well, let me see. We put up with treatment and behaviors from men that we would not even put up with if we were secure and self-confident. And I'm Mm -hmm. circling back to the whole dating thing because there are a lot of fallacies out there about what we have to accept if we are not what society considers perfect. And I'm just here to let the woman, the young lady, the sister that is listening to us today, I'm here to let you know, we're here to let you know that you don't have to tolerate some half a person who is not worthy of you just because you feel like you're not the size you want to be. Or maybe you feel like you don't have the education you want to have or you don't have the job you want to have. Whatever it is that may be wreaking havoc on your self-esteem, it's time to start changing the narrative and start telling yourself yourself what you're worthy of, and the law of attraction will bring that person to you. And until that person arrives, you will be fine with yourself. And I hope somebody is getting that today because it's true. (laughs) People ask me, do you want a man in your life? And sometimes the answer is yes. And sometimes it's no, because I don't want a man in my life. That's going to bring me down. That's going to be insecure. That's going to become competitive against me. I don't want a man in my life. That's going to abuse me physically, you know, verbally or emotionally. If I'm going to have a man in my life, first of all, he needs to be saved. Second of all, he needs to have his own thing, his own, you know, purpose in life and know it and is living it out because I'm past the age of getting, to, getting with somebody that's on the come up. I'm past the age of getting with somebody who's, you know, on their way to where they're going to be. I need the man who is who he is and is on his way to becoming his greater self. So... To answer that question, uh, today I'm going to go ahead and say no. I'm fine not having a man. I'm focused on this book, these podcasts, and everything that I've got going on, and I don't need anybody to be that kind of distraction in my life. So today the answer is no, but you ask me tomorrow, and it might be
1: something different. <laughs> How about you? Um, I don't. Overall, no. I don't need a man to make me feel secure. I don't need a man for any of that. I mean, in the past few months, I guess in this past year, if you would have asked me, I'm like, no, I don't want a man. I'm cool. Cause I don't want to put up with certain stuff that she had already listed, but you know, God has other plans. And he actually did bless me with an amazing guy that, you know, I will say on another podcast to talk to him about with you guys. But, and it's funny that we're even on this topic because this guy that I'm with I'm still working on my insecurities. But he is literally like my biggest cheerleader besides my mom. He's like, if I say, oh my gosh, I feel ugly today. Oh, I feel fat. He's like, you are not fat. You are not ugly. (laughs) I mean, sometimes he will literally have me look myself in the mirror. Hmm. He's talking to me. and He's like, repeat after me. My name is Imani. My name is Imani. And I am freaking beautiful. Like, we literally do that all the time and that type of stuff I appreciate I can't really say that from any past people that I've talked you know talked to or have been with but he you know the Lord we want to also apologize <laughs> I mean, well just in case you do hear this these emails keep coming in so we apologize if you do hear that but anyway as I was saying yeah the Lord always has a final say he sent me a great guy that loves me in and out and but I still don't need no man for nothing. And I didn't know <laughs> that he did those things with her, but I love him to
0: death. That is my son. I'm so excited that they found each other. And yes, we'll go into more detail about that at a different podcast. But yeah. um yeah, I'm I'm very happy that Imani waited and the Lord sent her the one that was for her. Mm. So um yeah that's that's great news and you know that's just another Just, you know, example of what happens when you're willing to
1: wait. But I have never, ever, ever been the type of person, the type of woman that felt like I needed a man to feel whole. I've had friends like that, but I've never been that way. No. And she was never boy crazy in school. Never. The boys was crazy about her, (laughs) but she wasn't boy crazy in school. She could
0: take them or leave them. And I was so happy about that with my child. I don't even attribute that to how I raised her. I think that's just who she was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now let's talk a little bit about mindset because in in chapter three, we, we do address the fact that it's all about our way of thinking. And what we need to understand is that life originates in thought. Everything that exists on this earth everything that has happened in our lives began with somebody thinking about it, whether it be God, your mama, your friends, or yourself. Everything begins with a thought, and a thought is a seed to give birth to a word, and the word gives birth to action, and actions are behaviors, and behaviors create the life that we live. So it's important for us to not minimize our mindset because if we have a mindset of, I don't care what they say, I'm fat, I'm ugly, I don't deserve to be happy, I don't deserve to even lose weight, then we're not going to because what we think is who we are. And somebody needs to get that on today. So if you really think that all you can ever be is fat, guess what? That's all you ever going to be. But I'm here to tell you, we're here to let you know today that you can change what you're thinking. And in doing so, you will change your life. You can shift the trajectory of your life. I was I was one of those people who at size 22, weighing almost 300 pounds, I felt helpless. I felt powerless. I felt like there was nothing I could do to lose the weight. I was Mm. too far gone. I was, you know, it was, I was without hope. I was stuck in this fat suit and I didn't feel like there was anything that I could do to overcome it until I went to the doctor and they told me that I had diabetes, yeah. high blood pressure, and high cholesterol. And it's like a light switch went up, you know, went on in inside of me and gave me the, the power. I felt empowered to just take it one step at a time. You know what they say, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. And that's what I had to do with this weight loss. Mm. And I, I lost the weight. I lost 30 pounds at first felt really good about it and then you know several years later I ended up losing the other 70 pounds but the point that I'm making is I changed my mind I made a decision and that decision changed my entire life Mm, that's powerful it is powerful and encouraging And when you make these decisions, you give yourself positive affirmations. You don't just say at one time, oh, I'm going to lose the weight. I started to lay in my bed and envision myself at my dream size, which at that point was a size 14. (laughs) That was my dream size. If I could get to a 14, I will feel fabulous. When I got to that 14, I felt fabulous. I was happy. I was fine with it for a few years. And then I said, you know what? I'm ready to lose some more weight. And then I started seeing myself as a size 12. Hmm. And, you know, and what I did is whenever I dropped a size, I got rid of the size that I just came out of. I wasn't one of those people that held on to my size 22s, 18s, 16s, 14s. Once I got out of those sizes, I got rid of those sizes because I didn't want to give myself an excuse to go back to those sizes. And so, you know, now that I'm down to a 6'8", and let me just say, by the way, I have a hard time saying that out loud because it's hard for me to actually believe even now, it's been two, two and a half years that I've reached this goal and I still have a hard time believing that this is the size I am because I'm still struggling with body dysmorphia. I'm still trying to figure out, you know, really what I look like in the world. Yeah. And you know what? I've come to accept and understand and believe that perfection is a fairy tale. Do not ever expect to be perfect celebrate the milestones along the way and know that what you are accomplishing is great and it's wonderful and it's helping other people. Even if they don't say anything, people see you, they're watching you. You know, it, it got to the point with my uh, coworkers my, at my day job, where they recognized that I fasted so much, they would ask me, Zinzi, are you eating today? And <laughs> and I would let them know yes or no. And it wasn't even a thing. Like, it wasn't even a big deal. It became a part of the culture in our office where they know it's some days that Zinzi just don't eat. And in some days, you know, that she that she will. And let's check and see if this is one of those days. Because they like to cook in my office. We have some, you know, some really great cooks. And so, and we have a kitchen and all of that. And so, you know, we would participate in, you know, cooking and sharing lunches together and what have you. But there were days when I was fasting until five and I, you know, I wouldn't eat. And that was something that they came to expect, respect, and understand. Mm-hmm. Now, what I've learned about the scale, I still have issues with the scale. I still don't like the scale. I still don't believe that the scale is my friend because the scale never gives me the number I want. Right? It never does. <laughs> it doesn't matter, I'm, I'm, at my, I'm at my goal and I still don't like the number that's on the scale. But that's because I still am trying to act like I'm the same size six that I was in high school. And I'm not the same size six that I was in high school. I don't look, I'm not shaped the way that I was. I don't look exactly the way that I do in high school. Let me tell you something. In high school, this boy called me the president of the itty bitty titty committee. And no matter how much weight I lose, can't nobody call me that no more. So <laughs> things have changed is all I'm trying to say. Okay, you know, I already told you in episode one, I'm gonna keep it all the way real with you people but um yeah so (laughs) Imani what about how you feel about the scale
1: I don't like the scale but I'm always on the scale which is not even a healthy habit no I don't like it though no we have to
0: I've learned that we need to use the scale as a tool that we should weigh ourselves I try to weigh myself myself once a week and if not once a week at least twice a month Twice a month is dangerous though because you know scale I mean uh, pounds creep up on us and we don't even realize it and I found that if I weigh myself once a week I like Fridays because during the week I tend to be very regimented and disciplined in what I'm putting in my mouth y'all already know that weekends are a challenge for me so I like (laughs) to weigh myself before the weekend amen so that I can feel a little good about whatever I'm gonna eat that weekend but um, or scale it back if I'm not happy with what I see on the scale but I, I I have to say officially that I recommend that we weigh ourselves once a week in the morning after you've had your morning constitutional before you drink any water get on that scale and see what it's talking about and try to weigh yourself that same time in that same way once a week and just make a habit of it and let me tell you something I have anxiety when I get ready to get on that scale like I I ain't hopping skipping and jumping to the scale even though I might like the way I'm looking in the mirror I might like the way I'm looking in my clothes I still dread going over to that scale
1: yeah
0: it is not a fun thing to do so just you know just just so you know officially I do recommend using the scale but I don't recommend abusing the scale Mm -hmm. and Imani I think that's what you've been doing yeah. weighing yourself every day that is not good because our weight fluctuates with the amount of fluid that is in our bodies and we have a different amount of fluid every single day depending on what we're eating and drinking not just drinking sometimes people think it's just what we drink that determines our fluids no because depending on what we're eating can determine what's gonna retain the fluids in our body so weigh yourself once a week that's all i'm trying to say Now, I ended this chapter by saying, I wonder if I will ever be able to spend an entire week feeling good about my size and weight. I wonder if I will ever be able to see what others see when they look at me. Though the struggle continues, the journey is worthwhile. And I'm just letting you know that that is truly how I feel. I am a recovering food addict and I have been delivered from some things But I still have to conduct myself a certain way because I have those fat cells that are never going in a way, you know, that are never leaving. Mm -hmm. And I do not want to indulge them. So I have to make sure that I stay on top of what I'm putting in my mouth. And there, you know, there's some days where I might eat something that I'm not supposed to eat, and then I'll act like I've gained five or ten pounds. When I'm here to let you know that if you do that one day out of the week, it's not gonna derail anything. It's not, but I have convinced myself, and I'm still struggling against this. I'm I'm a work in progress, y'all. I've convinced myself that, you know. I have I have to do certain things in order to stay thin, and in order to stay at my goal. And some things are good for me and other things may not be so good. Like Imani teases me about how much I fast, but I have to let my body know that it can go without eating because our society has put that fallacy out there that we need to eat three meals a day, full of carbs and full of sugar. And that is a lie from the pit of hell. And I will not allow my body to indulge in it. Mm
1: -hmm. I agree. Okay.
0: (laughs) Well, I guess we'll give you the assignment for this week. I would like everybody to write 10 positive things about yourself. We want you to get in touch with your truth. Who are you and what do you love about you? Write down at least 10, you can do more than 10, but the challenge is to write down at least 10 things about yourself that you love. And then write down five at the most. Don't go beyond five, write down five challenges about yourself that you would like to work on. You notice I didn't say five things you don't like about yourself. No, I'm just talking about five things that you know need work in your life. It could be that you procrastinate. It could be that you're still afraid of the dark. It could be that you don't like to drive. I mean, whatever your five challenges are, they don't have to all be physical. The 10 positive things aren't to be just physical either. I'm talking about the sum total of who you are, mind, body, soul, and spirit. Let's get in touch with our truth and begin to embrace it. Amen. Amen. So I'm asking everybody to please subscribe to the podcast. Thank you for everybody that's listening. So far, we've had 65 listeners and that is great for just three podcasts in. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. Share it with somebody. You can can get us here on Spotify, but also on Apple. And the latest episode is always on my website as well. Speaking of my website, please subscribe to my website. I put a blog out once, once or twice a week and... And, you know, and and it's just a good opportunity to reflect on some things that I've been thinking about that you may have been thinking about as well. I encourage you to share it with somebody and don't be afraid to ask us questions. You can ask us questions here. You can email me at info at mybeautifulsoul.org and we'll be happy to entertain whatever questions you have right here on our podcast. So, you know, we love the interaction. We're going to invite you, you know, to be a part of the conversation. And please
1: buy the book. We are ready to go viral, yes, but not just us, all of us, all of us reading the book together. We want to all go viral together, so please buy the book, share the book with someone, buy the book for someone for their birthday. When Christmas, when the holidays come around, we all want this book, it's amazing, yes. And when you buy
0: the book, if you're local it hit me in the in info at mybeautifulsoul.org and we can set up a time where I'll come and sign your book for you. We're going to have different book signings that we will invite people to, but until then, I'm willing to meet meet up with people because I know that it's important to be able to have a signed copy. It's important for some people, for other people not so much, and that's fine. But where do you go to get the book? You can go to Amazon. You can go to barnesandnobles.com. You can go to applebooks.com you can go to mybeautifulsoul.org and just get that book and read it and be sure to give me a great review if you don't like it we encourage you to stay silent but if you love (laughs) it write a review until next week be strong be well be you